Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Hot Up the Mess. I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and wow, wow, wow. We just got some news, you guys. Breaking fucking news, okay? And just like that, is renewed for season three. I am so... I'm feeling so many different things. I'm excited. I'm terrified. I'm confused at to, as to like how they could even agree to to renew a show in the middle of a writers and actors strike um feels confusing to me not really sure what's going on there um but wow it's just something I never thought would happen honestly Chris and I and Short Cummings have discussed this obviously a million times we're like there's no way it's going to be renewed for a season three there's just no fucking way like it's just not going to happen no one's talking about it I mean I guess I've seen more people talk about the most recent episode since Aiden's return but like overall I just was like there's no way the ratings are good enough for this to happen and it's such an expensive show to make um I just am shook I I don't know what to think wow wow I wasn't expecting that news today and here we are um in some other like pop culture news um something that's really taking up a lot of space in my mind is what the fuck is going on with Scooter Braun Okay, so last week we got the report that Justin Bieber was leaving Scooter Braun. And Scooter Braun, for those that don't know, he is a talent manager. He's like very, he's very well known because he like represented Justin Bieber when he first started. I mean, and now, well, up until now, um, Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato, and Dina Menzel. And he famously bought Taylor Swift's. Um, uh, rights basically to her records or something like that. I don't know that Swifties don't come for me. I don't know the exact terminology, but he bought her. Um, that's why she's like going and making all of her new, you know, albums, Taylor's version, which is the only ones that you should stream. So he's definitely not a very well-liked person, um, in the community. Um, and so, Last week, Justin Bieber was said that he was leaving. And then it was like, oh, no, he's not. Then yesterday, Demi and Ariana Grande are said to have left him. Um, and Dina Menzel has left him. Um, remember when um, John Travolta called her Adele Nazim? <laughs> um, 
so I'm just so confused as to what the fuck is going on. And they're saying that he's like retiring from managing. But to me, that doesn't that to me feels like a cop out or something like something else is going on. And I'm trying to understand what it could possibly be because it's not good. Um, I'm putting on my glasses. I'm reading this variety article. It's just it's really, really crazy. So it says Variety reported Lovato's quote, amicable departure has been confirmed off the record by sources from both camps. However, Bieber's allegedly impending departure was strenuously denied by multiple sources. And um, Puck, which first reported the news, insists the story is accurate. Then there's Grande's exit, which, if true, would be the second time she's parted ways with him when strenuously denied by sources close to Bronwell, a rep for the singer did not respond to Variety's request to comment, although unnamed sources apparently confirmed the split to Billboard. So he's the CEO of Hybe America, the South Korean entertainment giant behind K-pop titans BTS, to which he sold Ithaca Holdings, the parent company for his SB project management business for a whopping one point, fuck, $1.5 billion in 2021. So, I mean, he can retire. Like, if that's his, I mean, what is his net worth? Let's take a peek. It's probably insane. Um... 500 million yeah like this guy doesn't need to do shit anymore that's crazy that's so crazy um but of course you know the swifties are like running rampant on twitter and they're like karma is a god karma is a queen karma wow so it's really crazy so i just feel like there's so much negativity surrounding him that I think maybe we're all jumping to conclusions that like he must have done something bad rather than him just no longer being a manager. But maybe that's not the case. Maybe he really is just getting out of management. Um, That's what another source is saying. They're saying he's getting out of it. He's been in it for years. That's the real story. They said several sources tell Variety that Braun has been only tangentially involved in the careers of even his biggest artists in recent years. Um, with SB Projects longtime executives handling the demanding day-to-day work of managing major artists. Indeed, the CEO of the company valued at $11 billion presumably would not have time for such attention, even though both Bieber and Grande have been relatively inactive in recent years. It's what the fuck is going on? What the fuck? Guys, I'm going to keep a close eye on this because it's just so fucking crazy. The, the word I was looking for with Taylor Swift is catalog. Thank you. Oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> I can't believe I couldn't think of that word. Wow. Interesting. Just thought I'd share that because it's just, I'm fascinated by it because it just feels really random. And especially with last week, it being like, no, Bieber's not leaving. And then now he is and Ariana Grande. I don't know. Something, something, guys, something is afoot. Something isn't sitting right. Um, I don't know. Very, very weird. So anyway, what we're here to talk about today, the real reason why we're here is the Real Housewives of New York City. I thought this was one of the best episodes of the whole season. I liked because I feel like all of the girls were together a lot. It wasn't just like singular storylines every, you know, every scene, which I don't mind that. But I do think we got a lot of like good two on, you know, like Jessel and Bryn, which was a fun duo, Uba and Aaron. Then we got a little scene with I'll get into it. So anyway, wow, 
I'm just still processing and just like that season three. What is that even going to look like? What the fuck is that even going to look like? And just like that season three. Aiden, motherfucking Aiden. I thought the episode we were getting Thursday, the finale for season two, I thought that that was going to be it. I thought that was going to be the end of the show. Um, and now that's not the case. And I'm like, who the fuck signed off on this? Guys, I got questions. I got questions. Hmm. It just seems odd. It just seems very odd. Hmm. Anyway, okay. Let's just get into Real Houses of New York. So right off the bat, I'm going to go girl by girl because that's like the easiest way for me to like break this entire episode up. Honestly, um, Uba really wasn't involved in the episode. She was sick. Majority of it. She was in the beginning, you know, seen with her and Aaron. They were at the jewelry, Jacob and co. Um, she, you know, got this man to lend, um, diamonds to Aaron for her 10 year anniversary party. And I thought that was like very sweet and very nice and very thoughtful, but overall she like really wasn't in the episode. And I have to tell you guys, Chris Lewis, uh, my co-host of shortcomings he bought uba hot and he did a taste test on his instagram and it's one of the funniest things ever and he said that they're delicious he's like sam and he would be the first one to like be honest and be like this is the this is disgusting this is the worst thing ever but he said it's so good he like has been actually using it so you can buy like a three pack I'm not, this is not sponsored, um, at all, but I'm just trying to let people know you can buy it on Amazon for 60 bucks. You get three gigantic hot sauces, um, in the flavors. Let's take a peek here at the flavors. Okay. You get Fresno mild, you get Serrano medium and you get habanero hot. And there's like a very beautiful sketch of her on, or I think is her on the bottle. Guys, I'm here for it. Let's look at some of the reviews. It's got 4.2 stars, customer reviews on Amazon. Beautiful box. It comes in this like really fun, like green box. Um, wow. Okay. Someone says, Bradley M. He says, I'm a connoisseur of hot sauces and these are great. More like a paste, which is great for cooking. My only issue is I ordered these in August and they arrived with the expiration of November. So it doesn't give me much time and the jars are big. Um, maybe she doesn't use preservatives. Bradley, Bradley M., um people are saying the flavors of onions and garlic are delicious the sauces have a nice balance um guys i'm not seeing many negative reviews someone did say the yellow was inedible because it was so hot that it made them choke so sorry cookie too her name is cookie wow Hmm. i don't know i'm into it i'm wondering maybe we need to get them on hot ones maybe we need to get uba hot on hot ones that would be amazing I would love that. Um, yeah. So anyway, Uba really wasn't on the episode, missed her presence. I would have loved her at the engagement or not the engagement at the anniversary party. That would have been fun, but that's not the case. Then we get to Brendan Jessel and guys, this is a combo that I thoroughly enjoy, thoroughly enjoy them together. I didn't ever expect that. They don't seem like a, a you know, a duo, a, two gals that I would ever really want to throw together per se but I think that they're fun I think they have a nice like kind of chaotic energy together they both bring different levels of chaos in my opinion like Jessel is much more um how do I say she's just a different um different kind of girl 
than I've ever seen on TV. I can't get a read on her. I don't know what's authentic. I don't know what's real, but yet I'm eating it up. I think this is Jessel's show. I think she is, you know, I think Aaron's the heart of this show because I think she's like the true New Yorker. She's got like, she's got a very strong personality. I like her family. Like she feels more like the nucleus, like the center of the show that kind of like holds it all together. But I think when it comes to like drama storyline, moving things along, I think Jessel is the one that we got to keep our eyes on. I've been saying this since day one. I'm glad everyone's now finally on board. You're welcome. So Seeing them together, like having fun around the store, shuffling around, you know, I have to say I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much. And Bryn is so, first of all, they're both so stunning. Like we'll get to Jessel at the party. I thought she was like breathtakingly gorgeous. And then she's done like photo shoots for Vogue, like kind of how, um, Larsa did Vogue. Remember like Vietnam and like they were shady about it. I feel like that kind of happened with Jessel. I think it was like, um, maybe not. Vogue India let's see yeah it was it was Vogue India um oh my god her wedding was in Vogue wow her and Pavit's wedding that's nice this episode is brought to you by Snapple Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Uh, she had atrocious nails. Atrocious nails square tips thick square tipped nails no offense to anybody that gets those it's just not my vibe I don't have the hand like the hand shape for them if that makes sense like I just could never do a square but that's just you know that's just a little bit about me um but you know Brynn does try on this dress and Jessel's like oh my god black tie it's perfect and that made me think wow this event's black tie and we see Bryn in that fucking white cocktail number. I hated that dress. It looked exactly like this prom dress, this girl from my high school wore, but obviously hers was like long. And so it just didn't scream black tie, like the tights and the short um, dress, like the fur with the glasses. It just wasn't, it wasn't doing it for me. But then, you know, we did learn more about Bryn. You know, she's been engaged three times. She, and the producer was like, well, then why did you even say yes? And she's like, it's much easier to say yes than to say no. I'm like, but then you just break up with them after. Like, isn't that hard? I don't know. Call me crazy. That feels difficult. Um, she says that she like wants to settle down. She like, you know, but I totally understand. And I feel like I've heard people say this before. They're like, I don't want to date. Like, I just want to find the person I'm going to marry and just marry them. Like, I don't want to have to like do the whole, like, when am I meeting your parents? Like, what's your favorite color? Like, do you have siblings? Like it gets really old. Um, but you know, I want that for Bryn. If that's something that she wants and like craves is to have a family, um, which she, I think she's spoken about a few times, like then obviously we want that for her. Um, is Bryn still my least favorite of the cast? Yes. Um, you know, I thought after the last few weeks, I want to make this clear. 
I feel for her. I think what she's gone through is like terrible. There's so much trauma, um, everything like that. But I still just find her to be very, very, very annoying. Um, it's we'll get to it at the party, but like it just she's just not my vibe. You guys, no offense to the Aquarius is out there, the Aquarii or whatever the fuck. I, I can't. It's too flighty. It's too like not real. It's like uh, no, 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 no. I just, I guys, I just don't vibe with Aquarius. I'm sorry. Maybe maybe I vibe with an Aquarius if they have like a different like rising or, um, you know, maybe maybe a moon. Um, but stars by Alyssa. So let me pull this up. Stars by. Oops, I spelled it wrong. How did I spell that wrong? You ask. Yeah. So her Instagram handle is stars X Alyssa A. L-Y-S-S-A. She's a Bravo astrologer and a witch, according to her bio. Um, you know, she's really good at what she does. So I'm looking, yeah, just what I thought. Bryn, Aquarius Sun, Aquarius Moon. Aaron is a Cancer Sun, Virgo Moon. Sai is a Sagittarius Sun, Gemini Moon. She's such a Sagittarius. It's crazy. Jenna is a Gemini sun and a Scorpio moon, which really makes sense why her and Aaron seem to to vibe. Jessel is a uh, Taurus sun, Taurus moon, and Uba is a Virgo sun, Libra moon. Wow, I see that for her heavily, especially that Libra moon. Um, you know, not a Pisces, not a Leo in sight, um, which is fine. Not a Capricorn either. Wow, 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 wow. Um, you know, there's always, um, there's always, um, a Scorpio in the mix on housewives. There's always going to be a Scorpio on a cast. I promise this Scorpio, Sagittarius, and, um, a Virgo. It's just the way it is. It's how it always has been. There's, I don't, obviously they don't cast like that, but it's always interesting to me. Um, if you guys ever want me to do like a full episode on Zodiacs of housewives, like I have all of their Zodiacs in like a file on my computer because I have no life. Um, and it does say here start. Now this is all stars X Alyssa's Instagram credit to her. Um, she says that she only knows Bryn's rising sign and she's an Aries. So she's a double Aquarius with an Aries rising. Explains everything to me wow 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 wow. okay so wow i'm like really taking a look around her instagram you guys you guys got to get over there there's a lot going on so the bravo celebrities with sagittarius moons according to stars by Alyssa, vicky gunvalson luann and i'm only sharing this because i have a sagittarius moon um vicky gunvalson luann marisol sheena julia from miami gertie from miami nicole from miami kiki from miami Preston from Summer House, Martha's Vineyard, Aviva Drescher, Leah McSweeney, Alex McCord, and Merkel. I hate to end it on that note. Anyway, enough of that. Sorry, I could get really, I love doing a deep dive. Maybe I should have her on the podcast. That'd be really fun. Anywho. So I want to talk about the scene between Jessel and Pavit. Pavit's my king. Pavit is the heart and soul to me like he is an angel honestly i made a post about this on instagram 
all of the men on Roni have like really I've been pleasantly surprised. I'm used to like seeing trash men like we're so used to Orange County in Jersey. No offense, like where everyone is just a fucking shit show monster misogynist pig you know there's cancer scams there's controlling behavior by some of these husbands you know they don't want their wives on the show they get upset um that their wives are you know not focused on them they start problems they we've seen it all we've seen it all you know what exactly what i'm talking about but for some reason like and I'm happy about this. I don't know why I keep saying for some reason, like it's something bad. It's just interesting to me that the three husbands on the show are all like very, very so far decent people. Um, you know, we have Pavit who just kind of rolls with Jessel's punches. He seems to kind of give it right back to her, especially in the scene where they're talking about sending their twins to a $62,000 a year preschool to learn Mandarin and rub shoulders with Tom Cruise's kids. Um, now, I need Russell to know that Tom Cruise's kids are um, all over the age of 13, I believe. Surrey is a 13-year-old now, which is fucking crazy. How old is Surrey Cruise? Do you remember when she was born? It was like her and Shiloh. Um, her and Shiloh. Oh, my God, you guys. She's 17. I'm going to kill myself. She's 17 years old Shiloh Jolie Pitt is 17 I'm over here talking about 13 I'm like oh she's 13 because she's gonna graduate high school <gasps> oh my god oh my god I am so stupid I am the dumbest bitch on earth oh my god uh, I'm uh, guys I'm at a loss for words I thought this child was 13 she's gorgeous I feel bad that she has no relationship with Tom because he's a fucking piece of shit Scientologist. Um, wow. She looks, she looks like the exact like mix of Katie and Tom. Oh my God. This photo I'm looking at of her. She looks exactly like Katie in this photo, but then like in the next one, she looks just like Tom. This is fucking crazy. I cannot believe she's 17. I'm unwell. I thought she was 13. You guys, did you hear how competent I sounded? I was genuinely like, she's 13. Oh my God. She was so cute. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I just, that took me down memory fucking lane, but I was just saying like, remember when Shiloh and, um, Suri were born, it was like literally the Royal children. Like they were America's Royals. It was so crazy. I'll never forget that era. 2006, which is really crazy that that was 17 years ago. 17 years ago I started high school oh my god you guys I'm having an existential crisis I'm literally Barbie in the Barbie movie right now just laying on the ground okay I have to pick myself up and I have to move forward so Jessel is talking to her husband and they just have this like banter that's almost akin to an Adrian Maloof and Paul Nassif energy but less like with there's less venom you know there's less anger between the two of them um this is more of just them Jessel being like someone that wants to climb you know the social ladder if you will you know she's like well our kids will speak Mandarin and Pavit's like our kids really speak English like what are you talking about and Jessel gets upset because obviously she doesn't want you know Pavit to embarrass 
hurt two-year-old children on national TV, but it's like, you're not embarrassing them, but she thinks they are going to be embarrassed. It's like this, she's very, very worried about optics and what people think of her. And I find it very fascinating to watch someone be so transparent about that. Like she's not even trying to hide the fact that she feels that way. It's so crazy to me. Um, And when they're having to write about like, like about um, themselves, you know, and she says the fried chicken committee and he goes, um, it's the street food association of New York. I screamed. It was so funny the way that she like thought she was going to like, and not thought she did. She threw a dig at him and he was like, what are you talking about? Like, that's not at all what I do. What are you even saying right now? And then she called them socially inept, her children. I was like, Jessel. And he goes, are we even an English major? They just have a fun dynamic that I enjoy watching on my TV and they probably will be divorced in about three years. Um, that's just the truth, you know? Um, but maybe they have, maybe they've got really good chemistry somewhere at some time that we'd never see. I don't know. I don't know. It was interesting, you know, when he did bring her a bottle of wa- or a glass of wine while she was getting ready and she said, "Ugh, for me to spill on the floor for your kid to lick up. Excuse me? Your son licked wine off the floor? <laughs> I just feel like that was being really overlooked. Like, I don't... I was confused. And not saying, like, they did anything wrong, per se, but, like, it was just a really crazy throwaway comment. She'd be like, Ugh, yeah, when your son licked it off the floor. I was like, you, like, your son licked wine off the floor? What's going on in this house? <laughs> What's happening? And Pavit's got his corduroy jacket. He's waxing his eyebrows. He's blow drying his hair. You know, she said she created a monster. And to that, I say, live and let live, baby. He looks great. Let it be. I just, I just need to know what's going on in the mind of Pavit. You know, I need to know. And they just feel like, and this might be really unkind. And I don't mean for this to come out like this. Like, I don't mean it for it to come out rude. But they just feel like really disconnected from like their children. Like it just doesn't feel like these two people have kids ever. Like it just feels like, you know how like Luann when like her kids were younger (laughs) and Chris and I covered this in a shortcomings episode. (laughs) She was (laughs) guys. Just thinking about it is killing me. Okay, so there's this episode where Luann's like getting ready to go out on the town, and Noel is like in middle school, and he goes, "Mom, you're you're not gonna stay in. It's Taco Tuesday," and she goes, "Yeah, uh, I'm going out," and he goes, "You never stay in for Taco Tuesday," and remember when like Ramona would always be like, "Oh yeah, you're a boarding school mom. Like you're a weekend mom." <laughs> That's just like kind of how I feel about Jessel. Like. She just doesn't, she's not very warm, you know, like with Aaron, like I can feel that she's like a mom or like Cy or Jenna. Like I just feel like warmth. And with Miss Jessel, I just feel nothing but icebergs. Cold, 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 burr, 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 put on a winter jacket. It's freezing. Yeah, that's how I feel. Maybe that's unkind. I don't know but that's just how I feel. Anyway. So I have to say, I think Aaron being a, like someone who was born and raised in New York is so crucial to this show. Um, because 
you need that. You need someone who's like really, really rooted in the city because the city is always like another housewife. That is why I firmly believe that the COVID season of Real House of New York was obviously the uh, the downfall for many other reasons of that of that um, certain group of people. You know, like for the OGs, the old girl, the old gals. Um, because we were missing that, you know, we were missing the Regency. We were missing that. Um, remember that weird sports bar Ramona was going to open with that strange, strange man. What was his name? He was really crazy when he was like, <laughs> I don't even know. He was so weird, but he, so, um, not bar one. Cause that's Peter Thomas. What was it called? I don't fuck. I don't know, but it just, you, you need that, you know, you need someone from New York on this show. It's just it's very importante. Um, anyway, so her and Abe go out to dinner and she looks stunning. That leg is giving Angelina Jolie at the Golden Globes. Like she is leg out, ready to fucking pose and be a bad bitch. And sometimes I'm on this podcast guys, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, I'm just throwing that out there, but they're at dinner and I'm so entranced by Abe's eyebrows. They look like the, they look like half moons. They are so rounded and so frothy looking. They look frothy. They're like a, a frothy taupe. And I just can't stop staring at them whenever he's on the screen that it's like, my eyes cannot look anywhere else. I was so distracted by Abe's eyebrows. I didn't realize that there was a man with a stuffed animal penguin sitting behind them at dinner. That's how distracted I was by Abe's frothy eyebrows, frothy taupe brows. And he gives Aaron like this beautiful diamond, absolutely stunning. I did notice that I had a halo, which, you know, listen, whatever. Do, do you but I didn't think we were doing halos in the year of 2023 and this was filmed in 2022 so I either way I didn't think we were doing halos anymore but what the fuck do I know I can't afford shit so let's be honest um and I just think like the moment when he gave her the ring it was like a really sweet moment like she was really surprised it made sense then why he didn't give his coat to the coat check and she was like why the fuck are you so weird and they just seem to have like a really good relationship I, it is funny to me that she keeps like, referring to him as her friend um she's like you know and like she just keeps saying it that's the funniest part like it's not just in the vows it's like we've heard her say this at least four times now and she said it in this episode multiple times. She was like, you know, I feel like we'd be friends if we weren't married. Don't you? And I'm like, Aaron, why do you keep saying this? Not saying that I think that there's anything wrong with that. I think that that is important to have like that base level of like friendship, like with your partner. But it is funny to me that like she keeps making it a point to say it. And I don't know what that's about. I Maybe I'm reading too much into it and I probably am. Let's be real. Um, but yeah, it just <laughs> it kept making me laugh. And he was like, I don't think so. Like, I don't think we'd be friends because I want to fuck you. And she was like, ooh. And then I was like, and then they were talking about rocks and hard rocks and a big rock. And I was like, what's going on? Like, are they going to fuck in this restaurant? It was, it was giving Brooks and Vicky levels of like horniness. Truthfully, it really was. Um, and then we go to Sai. And Sai and David have a very, very cute dynamic. I'm really, really, I really like Sai when she's with David. <laughs> 
um because Cy really pissed me off at the end of the episode when she was like at the end of the episode when she left the party because she was hungry and wanted to go to Nobu and get sushi it's like sweetie like can you just like be normal like at this point it just feels like a shtick like she just keeps like trying to be like I'm the normal one like I'm hungry like I'm a it's giving like I'm a cool girl and like I need to eat when it's like why didn't you just like eat before the event like I don't know it's weird like didn't you realize on the invitation that it wasn't like a sit-down dinner maybe it was a sit-down dinner I don't know they were sitting at at a certain point but there was pasta on appetizers I don't know either way I'm like girl just chill like it's not that serious like how fucking hungry are you that you have to like leave everywhere early and like go to provisions and like do this and that it's like very strange behavior it's like it's almost getting to the point where it's like weirder for Sai to do that shit and say it than Aaron to like not have food like that's the thing I'm not getting but maybe that's just me I don't know um but anyway I thought it was really sweet because we've seen David her husband kind of have this take on the whole Jessel situation where he like really has a lot of empathy for her and he's like listen like she's been through so much in the past year like we need to give her a little bit of a fucking break like I think she's someone that you know she does say that she spent three years trying to have a baby she finally has them you know I think that's probably overwhelming like when you want something for so long and it finally happens and you're like oh fuck like this is real like I'm in this now um you know she's trying to juggle going back to work like I really thought it was great how he was trying to get her to see the other side of it and I also like that we got to see size like maybe why she's not very emotional in that way. And I understand that. Like when you go through a lot um, and you struggle, your your patience and like empathy for other people that aren't, like it just sometimes is non-existent. And I feel that at times, you know, I'm like, why do you insist on being the victim right now? Like it's, let's pick it up and like, let's keep it moving. Like that's my mentality at times. So it's like, I get where she's coming from, but I did enjoy them trying to have that conversation. Um, it made me laugh guys. There's a really cute dog running around outside a little Frenchie. Oh, this is fat little legs. He was so cute. I wish I could have taken a pic, but he kind of, he, his little fat legs like ran right on by. Um, yeah. Then, you know, it was interesting. We got a little cameo this episode by a woman we all know from Schitt's Creek named Stevie. How the fuck she ended up on this show, working with Jenna Lyons to renovate her cottage in Toronto, was so shocking. I was like, what am, what is happening? When I saw her little head pop up on that Zoom, I was like, Stevie? Like, I was confused because to me, like, she's such that character, like to know that she's like a real person is like very bizarre. It was like really weird. Um, I like seeing that side of Jenna, like where she's like renovating these houses. I mean, her apartment's absolutely gorgeous. So it's like I trust her taste. And I honestly, I would love to see a show with just Jenna renovating homes. I feel like it's a great spinoff. Her and Andy Cohen were hanging out. And I hope that maybe that was a conversation that they discussed is like how to move forward um, with something like that. I feel like that would be really fun. Um, And there's something about Jenna that I just find like really soothing and like really like I feel safe with Jenna, you know, like I feel like she's a really good person and I think she's gotten into the show and she's like holy shit like what did I do her relationship ended and she was kind of like read between the lines like it's about the show she I want her to be I want my girlfriend to be on it she's not okay with being like that public 
and then of course you know that accelerated the breakup and um jenna did seem like really upset about it as much as jenna can seem upset about things um and yeah i thought that was a really nice moment between her and Sai and jessel you know when jessel did say do you want to have a threesome with me and my husband i was like what like no she's like you and your husband haven't fucked in a year and a half like I don't think I should be the entry point there. And I was like, absolutely. Thank you for saying that out loud. Like, that's very important. Now let's get to the dinner party because, or this engagement, or I keep calling it an engagement party, this anniversary party, excuse me, this anniversary party. Um, hmm. Bryn, guys, if this was my engagement party and Bryn came up to my husband and said, I can't wait for you to be divorced so we can date make comments like that, wear your sunglasses inside, act too fucking cool for school, talk during the speeches. Like that is rude fucking behavior. That's attention seeking behavior. And like, I'm not about it. And I'd be really annoyed. I would be so fucking mad. And I know that she's joking. I know that she obviously like wouldn't fuck this woman's husband, but it's just a really weird comment to say and like continue to joke about. And like when she, when Jessel brought up the invitation, um, at that dress shop or whatever she was like oh was there a dick on it it's like who the fuck do you think you are do you think you're Samantha Jones because you're not you're really not it's not funny like I just don't think she's funny you guys I don't and maybe that's a flaw in me I like her when she's like more real when she's talking about real things I don't enjoy this like I'm gonna fuck your dad it's like what like this is how people talk on Twitter and like it doesn't translate over into the real world. Like you just sound dumb. You just sound really, really dumb. And I think Aaron has every right to be like annoyed by that. I do. Cause I would be annoyed. I'd be, I'd be pissed. And like, he obviously was like uncomfortable. Hence why he brought it up to Aaron and was like, um, yeah. So Prince said this like really weird thing. Cause imagine if he didn't. And then Aaron saw that on TV, like he did the smart thing where like he got in front of it because it could have been like really like misconstrued. And it's just like weird. I don't know. It's just really weird. I, I, guys, I just don't vibe with Bryn. I just don't. I think she's probably a great girl. She said on her Instagram stories that her and Aaron have already moved on from this. They're fine. They've apologized. I'm like, okay, spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not in, I'm not into whatever Bryn is selling us. Um, that's pretty much all I have for Real Houses of New York this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll be back later this week to talk Orange County now that it's back on. Um, yeah, there will be a lot to discuss. So I'll see you guys then. Bye. Media Production.